0: welcome to schneider electrics the good the bad and the beautiful podcast every month you will be joined by me carmel me emma and me rob who will talk about real experiences from real people with some special guests along the way don't forget to share like and subscribe Welcome back to the Good, the Bad and the Beautiful podcast. We are bringing you our ninth episode. Yes, ninth. Where has the time gone? We will be joined by our very own Nathan Gundu to chat about all things development in both our personal and professional lives. But first, let's catch up with my fellow hosts and some of my fave humans ever, Rob and Carmel. How have you been? What's new? Are we your favorite humans?
1: Yeah, well, It's to be. Yeah, this You're is on the true. List. This is true. Okay, well, we made the list. Who who else is made the list? Who else is on this list? How many people on this list? Like a
0: hundred or something. No, you know, I'm quite reserved with my list.
2: Okay, but you like me better than Carmel, though, right?
1: No, you don't. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) That means no. So, okay, so how am I? I had an early birthday celebration on the weekend, which you guys couldn't make it, you know, for other reasons that you didn't tell me why. But my other loved ones were there, and we actually locked the house. It was in the garden. We got some portaloos. It was actually quite fun seeing people's faces when they had to go use outside toilets. Is that a trust um, issue? Pardon?
2: Is that a trust issue? You invited it's not people me. Listen,
1: it's not me. <laughs> no, it's my husband. Honestly, he's like, no one's allowed in this house. We've done really well. And so the inside of this house is 70 people. I was like, it's your friends, not mine. My friends are civilized. But yeah, some people did try and sneak into the house, though. But, you know, my husband was there going, no. But yeah, it was fun. It was really good. It was quite nice. Um, Rob, what about you?
2: Uh, Well, it's been a busy summer for me, really. I I haven't had any holidays yet. I haven't gone away. So I was uh, very busy finishing off my master's and it's all handed in and pretty much finished. So I've got a lot of free time back, which has been weird, actually. You have this kind of adrenaline leaves and then you almost don't know what to do with yourself because you get to a weekend and you go, I need to do work. Uh, No, wait, I don't. What? And that's been quite nice. But uh, yeah, looking forward to maybe a little bit of time off over the next few months instead. But yeah, other than that, all good. So
0: Rob, what have you been filling your spare time with?
2: I don't know whether I should say this or not, but me and my wife have started decorating, getting a nursery ready.
0: Ah! Oh, exciting!
2: So yeah, so there's been a lot of planning around that. I won't go into any more details, but we're, we're very, very excited and very happy. So yeah, that is my other piece of big news. But this podcast isn't about me, right?
1: No, wait, but what? what is the theme? Can you share the theme?
2: It's going to be space.
1: The, I oh, love that. that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Stars, that moons, awesome. rocket ships.
2: And that's where I'm going to live.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is actually where you're <laughs> going to live for however long.
2: <laughs> the
0: room's not really for, you, for the baby, it's for you.
2: Absolutely. We've, we've already brought in uh, Lord of the Rings teddy as well. So it's basically just going to be my bedroom How about you, Emma? What have you been up to?
0: Well, I haven't actually had that really busy summer, to be honest. I haven't done a lot. But I did go into London last week, it was, I think. And I played tourist for the day. And I went on the London buses and toured around Um, And just saw some sights, basically. It was me, my mum and dad, one of my sisters and my little niece. So we took her for a first trip on the train, the tube, the buses. And I think she had just as much fun as everybody else. She was in awe of everything that was going on and was living her best life. So that's probably the nicest thing I've done over the summer holidays.
2: Very cool. I like it. And I wanted to ask a question, right? So I wanted to talk for a second about happiness so I was curious, you know, what, what makes you both happy? Very That's open question. I appreciate a really tough that, one. But we'll go with it.
0: For me, for me, it's not a massively tough one. If I think my family makes me happy, to be honest, like my loved ones make me happy and spending time with them. I'm quite a simple person in that way. I like to yeah. spend time with the people that I love. They bring you out of the stressful situation. Sometimes they might cause some of the stressful situations as well, but that's
1: the biggest thing that makes me happy.
2: What about you, Carmel? I
1: was thinking about this the other day. I was saying saying it's a tough one because I was like, actually, I always try and think of big, big things. Oh God, that would make me happy, or this would make me a holiday. But I was like, actually, little things really make me happy. What uh, about you, Rob?
2: I, th- I think, I, I mean, I, I agree with you both. I think there are a couple of ways to look at it, right? You can think of being happy in life. For me, having people around me support me, build me up, have my back, make me feel loved is the absolute priority. And you know, being able to spend time with those people and, you know, finding that balance so you don't have a life where you're just bogged down and stressed out all the time. I think that's the ultimate key to happiness I think but then on that more day-to-day level as well for me it's about having space to do things or prioritizing the things that I actually want to do and not being bogged down spending all my time doing the things that I don't want to do and you know you create a space for you to be be happy in there don't you so I mean that's personal and at work right so at work it's like being empowered to be able to do the kind of stuff that you find exciting and that you enjoy doing and you've got that space to manage your own diary and things and then even at home being able to allocate time to do the things that put a smile on your face. I always talk about playing guitar, so I won't mention it again. But, you know, you get the drift. (laughs) I think one thing that I did want to say is for me, I really like the feeling of progression. So I like to do something that I can get better at or where you can see a noticeable impact or I feel like I've earned some rest because I've spent a little bit of time doing something that I enjoy get better at it as well. And I think that brings us quite nicely into the topic that we really wanted to focus on today, which was around development.
0: Yes, it does. Thank you, Rob. Development is extremely important in both our professional and personal lives. And, you know, from one person to the next, development will take completely different forms. It will mean different things to people. But at the end of the day, it's all about growth in our own journey in our lives. So we have Nathan Gundu, Head of Segment Marketing here at Schneider Electric with us today. And he is a great advocate for development and continuous learning. And he's here with us to share some of his own insights and experiences. Welcome, Nathan. And how are you today?
3: Oh, I'm great, thank you. And I guess, firstly, thank you very much for the invite to come and join you. My pleasure. Nice to have
0: you. So, Nathan, give us a little bit of background on yourself and then we'll dive straight into the topic.
3: Yeah, thank you Emma. Yeah, so Nathan Gundu, as you mentioned, um, currently I head up a marketing team here at Schneider Electric in the UK and Ireland. Uh, a little bit about my career history to start with. So, grew up in the the northeast of England and leaving school I I went down the apprenticeship route, so got a technical apprenticeship, managed to get a, a apprenticeship, a role in a manufacturer in the northeast, so it was a lighting manufacturer. For me, that was a great insight into work and a great development opportunity. I know that's the topic of today and we'll come back to that, but I honestly don't think I could have had a better start to my career in terms of some of the things I learned, some of the experiences I gained whilst I was doing that role. So five-year apprenticeship, a couple of years with the company after that apprenticeship finished. In them two years, I studied a electrical engineering degree and then upon completing that, that's when my time at Schneider started so looking back that was 2013 and joined Schneider as a graduate on what's now a, I think in maybe it's seventh or eighth iteration and yeah that was a great start to the company again so there's probably two defining starts to companies that I had one as an apprentice and then second time round as a graduate probably moving on from graduate programs my first role at Schneider after that was as a product manager So working in the industrial automation business, and that was great because I could blend my background of technical skills with this newfound appreciation for a commercial world. And that was a great foundation, great time in my career. And then, yeah, things moved on and progressed into a bit more of a marketing leadership role. So picked up some software ownership along the way and then progressed into a head of marketing role after that and I've been in and around that space for the last three years now.
0: Fab, and now progressing into being on a podcast.
3: Yeah, watch your space.
0: (laughs) 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 So obviously you've done some wonderful things in your career and you will have developed yourself a lot throughout those years. So from your perspective then, what does development mean to you and why do you think it's so important?
3: That's a great question, Emma. And just listening to Rob there in the intro, for me it's all around progression. And I think looking back over the last fifteen or so years, I can't believe it's been fifteen years. It's it's really gone by so fast. If I look back at that time, developing new skills and progressing along the way is for me, it's what's kept my career exciting. Learning new skills, developing, implementing them, and then moving on to I guess the next challenge. It's been quite cyclical in a way. And following them cycles, I think, you know, is what I how I see my career progressing from here on in.
0: Rob Carmel, what about your own development opportunities?
1: I think what Nathan mentioned was was quite key there. I think it's about being able to take your skills and move on and see what other roles they kind of fit into. And I think that's I think one thing that we do get within our company at the moment and I think a lot of other companies are prioritizing that is being able to use your transferable skills. And change roles so you can see other parts of the business and experience the business in different ways. And I think that's so important for everyone's learning. But also as a company, because you might have ideas that they didn't think of in other areas before. And you're bringing that from another position or another experience, which is completely different. So, yeah, I think that's super key.
2: When I think of development as well, I think there's things that you're interested in that you want to develop in. You enjoy that sort of things as well. But there's almost a more sinister way to look at this, right? Where the world doesn't stand still. Things change so quickly. I mean, I look at technology when I was a kid at school compared to now. I think development is a natural part of life as well, isn't it? Like making the time to improve your skills, improve your knowledge sets, to keep up to date with all that kind of stuff. So I just think it's so, so important, you know, this idea of continuous learning. The world isn't going to stop and we as individuals shouldn't either. I was discussing with a colleague the other day and he he mentioned an African proverb to me and I'm I'm only going to paraphrase this, but essentially it was around that every morning in Africa, Gazelle wakes up and it knows it must run faster than the fastest lion or it will be killed. And we were talking about, you know, learning and adapting and trying to progress ourselves, really, because there's other people trying to do this kind of stuff as well. You know, there's lots of kids learning skills that I didn't get at school. So unless you really try and improve yourself and take time to learn and continue to grow, the world's going to move away from you. And Mm -hmm. that's a bit of a scary thought for me. So that may be a bit more sinister view of development, but I think it's very important all the same. No, I agree. But trust you to take it to that level, Rob.
3: Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I might counter that, Rob, because I think, you know, great proverb you shared there, but it shouldn't be a competition, I think, with development. I think the concept of when you start looking at other people's development pathways, and especially when you don't put a time or, or investment or experience level or factor into it, you can suddenly start to feel quite challenged to keep up and for me development has to absolutely be at the individual's own pace so looking at where you started to where you got to not looking at your peers or your colleagues or your friends or others and starting to compare your development versus theirs Mm -hmm. because you can get into a tricky um, area there
2: yeah i think it's in alignment to ambition as well right because unfortunately there will be elements of that that are a little bit of a race, but also equally, as I said before as well, you know, you do you develop in some things because you enjoy that and you want to progress. And yeah, of course, you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself in those circumstances because it can take the fun out of it. So there are a lot of different forces at play in conversations like this, I think.
3: Absolutely.
0: So starting looking at professional development then. So more and more, the opportunity to grow and develop yourself is seen as a key benefit for people. So when they're looking to move to a new company, start a new role, this is something that they look at companies to offer them. So why do you think that is?
2: So for me, I always think the idea of a career versus a job. So, you know, am I going to take a role where it's, you know, the same kind of tasks that are involved every single day and there's not going to be much involvement in that job probably for the next three to five years, for example, or or even longer? Or do I want to go into somewhere that's going to give me the opportunity for a career where you go in in a role? You can be exposed to different skills and experiences, learn from those and then, you know, maybe try different stretch projects or whatever it is and find out, okay, well, I enjoy this side of things more than that side of things. And then you get the opportunities to go into other roles where you continue to push and learn. And, you know, you you start to build momentum, you build a career. And, and that for me is, is the big difference really between a job and a career. And that is always something that I've looked for, you know. And Nathan is actually my line manager and we discuss, you know, quite often what's next, what we're we being ready for, what we're we looking for. And I think it's really important.
3: It's massively important. And I think... You know, what I'm taking from that, Rob, it's the way I've seen it. It's it's always about the environment or the culture. Is it a learning and development type environment or culture where people get the space to do that, but ultimately get the opportunity to do it? The thing I think with development is there's always opportunities to do it, but you've got to own that. You've really got to own that. And I think the concept of development being given to you by your manager or others is is long gone. I think you've got to want to do it and you've got to push to do it, especially if you're wanting to use it to grow. There's a difference between being given the necessary training to do a job or being given the development opportunities to develop certain skills and grow onto bigger things or different things. Let's admit that it's not about bigger; it's always about different.
2: I mean, I completely agree with that. This was you know one of my talking points for for at some point as well. Just the idea of personal ownership because. I think you, Nathan, as a manager, you could, with every best intention, think this person's doing really well I want to give them this new project I think they, they could go into to other things but if that person doesn't want to they've got no interest in the kind of things you're pushing them towards you're going to face resistance aren't you and they're not going to own that and put in their vested interest or time to do that so it really needs to be what's right for the person who's going to go and do that so align to what they want to do what they want to achieve as well and then I think on the other side of it as well you can't like you say you can't expect people to just kind of give you those opportunities but if you're asking people about it it just shows your intent doesn't it and people go okay mm. this this person wants to learn more this person's really going that extra mile and it opens up you know doors maybe you didn't even know were there to start with
1: i think it's a two-way street like you both pointed out so the manager definitely has a role in regards to asking the right questions and it's about finding out about that person and their motivations because sometimes people just don't know what they don't know right sometimes they're unclear about what opportunities are actually out there especially if you're working in such a big organization so, I guess sometimes it is a two-way street. Yes, you need to be you know motivated to do well in your job, but also venture out and see what what else is there out for you from a personal development. But your manager also can sometimes take on that coaching role, whereas in actually to try and dig deeper, well, actually, well, who else can I introduce you to, or what other skills, what can I see that you're great at, and where can I kind of see what are the gaps you know are missing? Most
0: of you touched on the fact that it's around personal ownership and driving your own development, which is a lot of how we do things here at Schneider Electric. That's something we do. We give our employees that platform to drive their own career and their own development with our support. And Nathan, you said you started as a graduate here at Schneider and now you are a manager of people, which is fantastic. So how have you gone about Taking control of your own career and developing yourself in the time that you've been here and outside of your role before you joined us. But, you know, did you have this famous five year plan? Do you think that's even necessary? How did you go about it?
3: Oh, that's a great question. Let me probably tackle the last part of that question first because it's quite a simple answer. Have I had a five year plan? Never, nor never. And partly because it's much shorter in terms of my plan and probably less documented, but that's more about my working style than anything. For me, it's always about having an idea of what you want to do. So that's probably in the conscious learning or conscious development space, and then supplementing along the way with lots of unconscious learning. So let me probably break that down. So having a plan of what you want to do and what you need to do to develop, and an example of that is if I think back to, I mentioned I was in product management, I studied a CIM, a Chartered Institute of Marketing course, because that's what I needed to do is to be successful in the role and, and actually learn to a desired level to be successful. If I think about some of the other things I've done along the, around the time as well, so whether it's academic, external to the organization, or maybe potentially shorter courses or e-learning, then again that's all been great and it's been real conscious learning. So that's really helped my development over the years but I honestly think there's I've probably learned more unconsciously and let me give you some examples of unconscious learning. Being around people that are better than you at certain things. Observing how people demonstrate certain behaviors and skills in Interactions, meetings, communications, and others, watching how people present, for example. You're unconsciously learning day by day, hour by hour. And for me, that's the bits that you often don't realize because it soon adds up to a huge learning over the weeks and days and, and months and years. And for that, you really need to thrust yourself into situations that may be uncomfortable. You may need to go ask somebody if you can shadow them or Even if they'll mentor you on a topic, that's a huge thing and that's another topic in itself that maybe we can come on to. So if I was to summarise in in a couple of sentences, development for me over the last nine years at Schneider Electric has been a a great mix of conscious and unconscious with some probably some highlights over the, the years, both academically and from observing and learning things off other people.
1: So here's a question for you. What is your take? I guess it's for everyone here, but what's your take on personal brand? Because it's out there. Everyone talks about it. It's about getting your personal brand out there. What's your take on that?
3: What's my opinion on that? I think everybody has one. The question I'd ask is, how aware are people of their personal brand?
1: Yeah, and do you think sometimes it's taken to the next level whereas in sometimes it can just be seen as not being genuine I don't know like you're trying to obviously get your personal brand out there you want to be your authentic self Mm -hmm. but because you're trying so hard to get it out there for people to know what you're doing sometimes it just I don't know comes across as yeah just not authentic at all I don't know it's, it's a thin line I guess isn't it?
3: It's a great topic of discussion. You're building a personal brand and it differs between people because we all have impressions based off the interactions that we have with other people. And I think your personal brand, although it's probably somewhat similar with different groups of people or different individuals, Hmm. it's different in certain ways. It's different in certain ways based on how you've maybe carried yourself, behaved, some of the things you've demonstrated. Good things, by the way. I'm not looking at the negative here. Um, Obviously, that does come into play from time to time, but not something we really want to go into. But think about all these opportunities to raise your brand with the situation, scenarios, and things that come up along the way. And I mentioned around thrusting yourself into uncomfortable situations. That's a big part of your makeup. Are you willing to step up and deliver things, do things, make yourself uncomfortable and be noticed for it.
1: Absolutely.
0: So thank you both. We have spoken a lot about developing ourselves in the professional space, but obviously being a manager, Nathan, you are responsible for supporting the development of others, which we have sort of touched on. What does that involve, you know, From someone who's not a manager, you know, I've never experienced that. But, you know, what does it mean to support and develop others? And I can imagine that also still brings you some development
3: as well. Uh, Massively. Absolutely massively. You said there, I mean, you're not a manager of people, but that doesn't mean you're not developing others, hey?
0: True, true, very true. Hopefully someone's learning something from me (laughs) along the way. Always.
3: Yeah, I guess to answer that question, for me it's it's a gift. It's an absolute gift to be responsible for a small group of people in a in a setting like that. What does development of other people mean to me? Probably to reiterate my words, it's an absolute gift. Seeing seeing that you could have an impact on somebody's development for me is what being a people leader at Schneider Electric or any other organization out there is about. Seeing people progress, you know, again, that's a a huge thing for me as well. It's somewhat the the biggest reward, I think, as a as a people leader here, is seeing people that have been come into your team, or you've inherited them into your team, and then seeing them develop and progress, and hoping that you've somewhat, somewhere, had a little part of that, or you've played a little part of that. I mean, it's no way is it on the manager at all. You've just got to try and do your little bit to it, because as we spoke about, it's a two way street. Coupled alongside that is the huge mentoring coaching and other opportunities that you have and I was once I'm not sure if it's pay it back or pay it forward but I think both are relevant in this discussion the concept of developing others just always having your mind at some point you're paying it forward for yourself because you'll be paid back you know for every you know hour that you put into somebody else you're going to be mentored the same amount of times throughout your career by other great people.
0: I agree. I've had a mentor, actually. When I originally joined Schneider, I was doing the early talent recruitment. And my manager at the time found sort of a passion in me that was around social media and whatnot and thought I'd be great for employer branding, which I'd never even thought about before. And hence that conversation started. So they brought it to me and then supported me through chasing that basically and I got myself a mentor that really helped me understand even what it was because it was all very new to me and started building my knowledge that way and then I was you know on the job learning from others constantly learning new things and push myself in that direction for my career which is was fantastic but it all started with my manager seeing something in me and then having a mentor there out of country as well to to support me and and guide me in the start of that that journey.
2: I think people are fascinating. Everyone is different. And you know, you put yourself in that position where you're developing others, you have a team, you're going to come up against lots of different ways of looking at the world, lots of different challenges, lots of different opinions, lots of different styles. And exposing yourself to kind of figuring out those little challenges, unlocking those truths, helping people on those journeys as well. You're enriching your own experiences so much and you're learning so much, you know, probably about you as well as a person, how you're going to interact with those people, how you're going to help people, where, where you draw those borders, all those kind of things as well. But as I said, you're also getting that satisfaction of helping other people unlock their true potential as well. I think that's something that's really exciting about people managing and developing others. And uh, yeah, I think we could talk about that all day. But it's a really interesting topic for me.
3: I think there's so many benefits from mentoring other people, for yourself. Not just the satisfaction. Yeah. that's one side of it. What I've found is I've been very lucky to to mentor. You know, we have this platform, Open Talent Market in Schneider Electric, where you can actually go on there and register yourself as not only a mentor, but find a mentor as well. And I went on and registered myself as a mentor in there. And I've been lucky to, I think I've got nearly all of the main continents now in terms of people I've mentored. And actually from bringing that diversity into your group of mentees, for me, has helped me learn about so many different things in terms of Ways of working, ways of development, diverse views on topics as well, which has just helped me better understand how people are motivated, what drives their development, what their needs are, and how they differ. And ultimately that, I'm hoping that's made me a better person, a better manager, a better partner, a better a better parent, even there's some of the unspoken things or unmeasurable things that I've taken out of of mentoring. so in a roundabout way, I think there's a little plug there. You know, if you're thinking about, mentoring or becoming a mentor, there's probably more than you think you could give to somebody else. And there's probably more benefits that you didn't realize you could get by doing it.
0: No, that's brilliant. Thank you, Nathan. So we know development and growth in ourselves takes time. It happens over months, years, years. It takes determination. It takes dedication. And it is all very dependent on what your end goal is. It could be something very small and simple. It could be something that you need to achieve over five, 10 years and whatnot. So it is dependent on the goal and the person. But obviously, that determination and the time it might take can take a toll in your day, in your life. You know, whilst you're doing a day job, for example, and studying at the same time, how do you keep that work-life balance? How do you ensure that you are putting in that time to develop yourself or help develop others whilst also, you know, doing your day job?
3: Work-life balance. It's really hard. It is really hard to juggle. You know, myself, I have young family, two young boys. And invariably, when you're learning or developing something that's intensive, I know a couple of you, Rob and Carmel, you're currently doing MBAs. It's hard. It is really hard because it's not something you can do during working hours and be fully committed to the role and learning at the same time. There's just not enough hours in the day. The way I look at it is it's a small sacrifice. It's a small sacrifice for ultimately a bigger benefit in the future. And, you know, that benefit being finishing the particular learning, or, no, I'm not narrowing down on academic course here but learning in general because they take all different shapes and forms but particularly when you're studying something that requires putting a little bit of time in on evenings and weekends it's it's all down to sacrifice and you've got to try and balance it otherwise it can become very much detrimental to the rest of your life you need to maintain an element of well-being otherwise you're gonna lose that motivation pretty quickly to study first and ultimately work second so the way I've always looked at it and scarily I was trying to top up all the different pieces of conscious learning I've done over the years and scarily I've done quite a few. Once you add the technical training and stuff that I did before Schneider and then the more business or leadership stuff after. For me, it's keeping a balance, ensuring that you're finding dedicated time to study, to develop yourself and all the bits that you need to do, but also maintaining your time for downtime relaxing family time if you know you have family pretty much if you've got children as well and otherwise it can become very daunting and that's when I see people lose motivation for the learning so that would be my advice there is make sure that you remain balanced
0: Rob you've just finished your MBA yeah how did you achieve that work-life balance
2: it's not easy It's really not easy. And I think it comes back to the point we talked about before. The MBA was something that I decided that I wanted to do. It was a personal commitment from me. You know, I vocalized that and I had support from the company, support from Nathan to go and do that. But it does it does require a level of personal sacrifice as well. You know, it's not an easy ride, but I think I went into that with no illusions. And then I've been talking to Nathan all the way through, right, like trying to balance things out, trying to, Space out key work projects as well. You know, we've done whatever we can, but ultimately it isn't easy. I think you just need to keep your deadlines in mind, do the work as and when you can make space for that, make focus time for that, but equally schedule in that time and block that time for a bit of downtime or a bit of family time because, you know, those hours can get away from you pretty quickly.
1: I think that makes perfect sense, Rob. And I think moving on from what Nathan said as well in regards to, you have to have that mindset as in you know what you're getting yourself into and you do have to give up things, you know, for a short amount of time because you know what the outcome is going to be for you. And I totally get putting time aside for your family, putting time aside for your mental health, but also knowing that, you know what, you are going to have to give up things. But actually, it's a limited amount of time and the gains are just so much for you because... You've made that conscious decision, right, to do this continuous learning, however you want to call it, whether it's an MBA, whether it's some other type of learning, whether it's coaching or anything along those lines.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because once you do cross that finishing line, the sense of fulfilment and achievement is unbelievable. And that's what you're working towards, isn't it? So, yeah, so like I say, it's it's a decision that, that I wanted to do. That. That's what I want to go and spend my time on. So
0: one last thing before we let you go today, Nathan, with all your experience today, Can you give us some top tips for our listeners out there on developing themselves professionally, but also personally?
3: For me, let me think about this because I think that the natural thing to say is find a great mentor and it'll work itself out. But I don't think that's the tip I would give. I'd say, I'd probably say find the sponsors that you come across in your career that are willing to just put that bit extra into you and support you. And you know I've been very lucky with two very different long-standing mentors over the last six, seven years that have really supported me. But also if I think back the last two or three four managers as well, they've all brought different qualities to my development, and that's very much being in that unconscious side of the coin, if you want to call it that, in terms of development. So the tips I'd say is find your sponsors, go put yourself into uncomfortable situations that are ultimately going to help you develop and top that off with some conscious learning as well in areas that you want to move in or areas that you identify, your maybe strengths that you want to develop further or dare I say it, when you finish with that, some gaps that you might want to fill, but ultimately just find the people that are going to help and support you along the way because there's a lot of people out there more than you think that they're going to do that.
2: Thanks for that Nathan. I I think it's a really interesting topic. I think it's something we could really talk about quite a lot to be honest. Just a fascinating subject with lots of different opinions I think but your insights have been really good. But I think in the interests of my own journey of personal development I really need to try and beat Emma at a quiz. So I think (laughs) it's time that Carmel stepped up with some nice questions for us.
1: I don't know if that's going to happen let's be honest but I'm also adding Nathan to the mix. In this so Nathan can you take part in this quiz to yes you can yes I see you <laughs> shaking your head Yeah, uh, yes it's a nod of yes no
3: no, no I, I was gonna say I'd be unhappy if I was asked to leave right now so.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> today's quiz is all about September okay because we know what a fabulous month September is so, can we have, you know, the musical instrument that introduces the quiz? Fine. Thank you very much. Right, question number 1 is when is Carmel's milestone birthday? 1st of October, 16th of September, or 15th of September?
2: Well, as 16th. it's the September quiz, it's not going to be October, is
1: it? Who knows? I may be trying to trick you. Do you want to answer the question, smarty
2: pants?
1: Pardon?
3: 16th of September.
1: Okay, Emma? Everybody said 16th. Oh, did you? Okay. She did. She did. Nathan?
3: I'm going to have to go 15th just to try and take
1: it well the correct answer is first of october no i'm joking it's the 16th of september (laughs) so well done one point each nathan could you keep score please just because i'm gonna go through these questions and these two cheat what is september's birthstone is it a a diamond b a sapphire or c gold i don't want any cheating i don't want any googling sapphire Sapphire. i was gonna say sapphire as well That is the correct answer. Question number three. Which festival in the UK is about giving thanks for a successful crop yield over the year as winter starts to approach? Open-ended question, no options. Harvest. Harvest. Nathan? Yeah, harvest, yeah. Oh, this is too easy. Okay, fine. (laughs) Right, okay. Okay. Which type of learning refers to when people do not actually know that they are actually learning something and it could lead to changes in their knowledge, skills or attitudes? Unconscious. Nathan, learning. you can't answer this question.
2: <laughs> yeah, Nathan's favourite word, yeah.
1: <laughs> What's that then?
2: Unconscious, Unconscious learning.
1: This is so easy. Emma did say. Right, how many days in September? 30. 30.
3: And I just okay. say how many started singing that song in their head just then? Straight away. I did! <laughs> away.
1: 30 days has September. <laughs> April, June, and November. All the rest are 31, except for February. Anyway, um, okay, for the final question, I really think this is going to make or break you. Ready?
3: Is what a was this? Between Emma
1: and Rob. It is no, a No, I'm it? one head, on I? Nathan, where are you? Where do you stand on this? All I, I know is points? I'm one behind. Oh, gosh, okay. These are for double points for Nathan and single points for Emma and Rob. Right. That's favouritism, Carmel. What was the Carmel. theme of Carmel's milestone birthday party? Was it A, your favourite Tottenham player, B, Martians, C, a festival theme?
3: Festival. 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 It's got to be.
1: No, it was actually Martians. So you're all wrong. So no one gets double points. Stop. No, it was actually Festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What's the tally? That was such an easy quiz. Honestly, I'm so nice to you today. Yeah, we have done us well today. We're
2: yeah. just unconsciously getting better at quizzes, clearly. Oh,
1: my God. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. We are learning. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So what's the tally, Nathan? It's a draw. It's a draw. Oh, my God. I'm gosh. sure I won. I'm sure no, Rob
0: got that.
2: one wrong. No. What? unbelievable. No, <laughs> right. Can you give me one, can you?
1: <laughs> no, she, no. Can't. she really can't She really can't. Okay, so that's a draw. Well done. Well done to you all. I think it's that time now. I think it's, you know that sad time when we have to say goodbye to everyone. So it was a great podcast today. Thank you for joining us today, Nathan. Honestly, we've had, yeah a brilliant time so thank you if you have any questions that's not emma rob or nathan that's for anyone that's listening or you have any feedback or want to suggest any future topics for our next episode please do send them to the at se.com
0: and you can find us on blog.se.com spotify apple and your favorite
2: podcast library and please don't forget to share like and subscribe and we'll catch you next month The content of this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. The information, statements, views
0: and opinions belong to our hosts and should not be construed as advice by
2: Schneider Electric.